Ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast, and we are on the air with the 60-minute time limit. The man in charge of this episode is your host, the king of New England. And stop reminding me, former Intercontinental Champion, interim Intercontinental Champion, Sick Vic. I hate people making fun of me about that. So my wrestling career is pretty much closed. I'm closed with business. For our guest today, he is always open for business. He is Adrian Alexander. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, doing well. How about yourself, Nick? Uh, very well. Thank you very much. No, just give you a background on the whole Intercontinental thing, Championship thing. Do you watch WWE at all? Yeah, I do. I do. When, when the Intercontinental Championship isn't defended for 30 days, and they always preach about the 30-day clause, uh-huh. if you won't strip them, I'll strip them. <laughs> and I checked every house show of that. I mean, I did a lot of like digging to make sure. That was really like a fool. <laughs> so I was like, hey, you know. So how did you get into professional wrestling? Uh, well, yeah, just uh, just like any of us, um, you know, I, I watched it growing up, you know, I, as a kid, you know, I just loved loved everything about wrestling. Um, I, I kind of fell out of touch from it for a few years um and and picked it back up and my my wife and i now we um she was a wrestling fan and so i started watching it again and we started going to shows and everything and um it actually took it, it took a trip out to um to the royal rumble when it was in phoenix we went out there you know saw the nxt takeover saw rumble and then we caught a red eye that night back home and um we were at the gate getting ready to get on the flight that night and almost the entire roster from NXT was getting on the flight. And so, you know, of course, I was just awestruck, you know. And um, but it took, um, you know, what what really what really did it was um, it was a conversation I had with uh, with Chris here with Cassisono. And um, I talked to him and he was just such an amazing down to earth person. I talked to him probably like 30, 40 minutes, just, you know, standing at the gate. He just, you know, was just so open about everything about the business. And, um, you know, I was, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what kind of idea I had, what wrestling was, you know, behind the scenes, but he just really opened my eyes to, you know, there there's there's a niche and a place for everybody you know i was always worried you know i growing up i was i was a tiny tiny person you know i'm all like 510 you know i'm like 160 pounds now you know growing up i was all like 110 you know and i was like oh, i can't be a wrestler but you know talking to him made me realize you know if if that's something i want to do i need to pursue it you know it doesn't matter how it sounds super cliche and and you know ridiculous but you know no matter no matter your size, you know, your, whatever it is, you know, you, you can make an impact wherever you're at. And so shortly after that, and I came back home and I told my wife, I was like, you know what? I, I think I want to get into wrestling, you know, not getting any younger, definitely don't want to wait to get any older. I'm going to do this. And so, um, you know, we started, I got in contact with a company that, that trained and we started, started from there. It's been all downhill. So, I mean, it's, it's neat how, how things like that start. You're right about the old cachets, though. It's, um, you never think of them. You always think they're silly. But until you experience something that, you know, goes with the old cachet, it's like, you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> you got yeah. I see your point. Yeah. 
And, and that's what's so wild about it. You know, who would have thought that, you know, in I, I've been in the business now for three years. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, such a small amount of time. But for, you know, for somebody uh, of my size, you know, always the wrestlers are always, you know, the big, the big beefy dudes, you know. And for who would have who would have seen you know me three four years ago would never have seen me in this position now. Which I mean you know I'm I'm not, by no means I'm not blowing smoke up my own ass or anything. But I I'm I am where I'm at in three years is awesome. You know I I two weeks uh, last weekend last weekend I was at the Evansville Coliseum in Indiana in front of 500 people. You know and and that's awesome to me. That's what I love doing. That is, you know, something that that, you know, three, four five years ago, if you'd asked me if I was doing this, I, I would have said hell no. But, you know, now I'm out here performing every weekend. You know, this weekend, I have Saturday and Sunday's books next weekend will be Friday and Saturday. I mean, it's it we're you know, I'm running this as quick as I can. And that's what's so awesome about this is when when you find something you love and, and you find, you know, your niche and where where you fit into the whole puzzle. Uh, it, it opens up so tremendously big. Th this business is is awesome. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, if you, it's, it's awesome if you look at it beyond the WWE spectrum. Because uh -huh. I think WWE kind of ruined the vision of a lot of wrestling fans, which I'm not saying it's not their fault. I'm not just saying yeah, like, I'm not, you have to reach they're, they're a business, yeah. you know? They're a business. They're going to make at the end of the day. They're going to make as much money as possible. And you know, I I will still I I still watch WWE. Um, now, is it you know the great product that I remember growing up as a kid? No, but maybe my view has been skewed. You know, over time, you know, between just growing up or you know the more I know about the business, you know, may, maybe that's changed a little bit. But I I still I mean, there's still you're not going to have a good product without having something else. And I think that's what AEW brings to the table, you know? They've got a different way of looking at things. WWE's not going to change up everything they do because they're going to stick to what they've done. But it kind of gives them, now Now they got the competition. Now they've got to step up their TV to make sure they keep their viewers, keep their ratings up, you know? And it's just, it's business at the end of the day, but but we benefit from it. Whether, whether you like Impact, whether you like AEW, whether you like WWE, everybody in the indies are putting out hot, hot, matches shows right now because everybody's got to step it up everybody's got to, there's an influx of so many great talent right now running through the indies and everybody has to there there's a surge in wrestling right now and and, and i think it's awesome you know to see it, it it was when about three years ago when i was coming in it was like you know the you just had to kick off the you know cody and the young bucks and everything at roh you know and and stuff was starting to pick up outside of wwe and it's only grown from there you know you've had all the mass releases you've had the people from aew that you know are are getting a name in aew and able to travel other places and do stuff and and it's you just have this big influx and now wrestling is just thriving it is thriving right now and that's what i love to see that's what's awesome it is awesome <laughs> i mean when you say roh days the young bucks of cody it was i just had a those were the good or Ring of Honor days. I'm sorry. That's, that's what was really good. I enjoyed watching it and everything. So that just kind of put a smile on my heart thinking about that. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping, you know, this this reboot that ROH is doing, I'm I'm kinda I'm excited to see what they do, you know? 
they um I, I feel like and this is just my personal opinion but i feel like roh the past couple of years they had a lot of great great talent but they weren't on the platform they needed to be on yeah. similar to similar to impact how impact is right now you know they have all this great talent that is that is in their doors but i i don't feel like they're making buzz you know what i'm saying but impact impact i mean they're here but i i really feel i think tv impact. is really what's killing them i looked at um saw an article the other day saying impact their profit from last year was number two in the wrestling business really so behind that's WWE. awesome i mean uh, yeah, so yeah, so yeah more power uh, like what? I was like, what the fuck? AEW is number five. Yeah. Well, AEW is also burning through a lot more money than Impact is. I mean, they've got a lot of big, big, you know, and they're also traveling a lot more than Impact is. Impact is only paying their guys for the shows they show up on. AEW is paying them, you know, contracted. <clears throat> so, I mean, you know, but it's interesting to see. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what ROH does. So with AEW Impact, when they record through their shows, it's two different styles. I just want to know mm-hmm. what style do you prefer? Do you prefer the week by week, or do you prefer doing like five, four or five shows in one week and having a couple weeks off? Is this as a viewer or a performer? Performer. Perform- as a performer, I don't know. I don't know. See, I enjoy doing it every week. But I'm also not traveling as much as AEW is. You know, I'm going, you know, four or five hours away. They're going cross country. Um, I think me personally, I I like getting out and going places, but I also like being at home. I think I would like, I, I enjoy like when we do TV around here, I hate, 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 hate doing three or four episodes in one night. because it's a long night. And then, you know, I get home late in the whole thing. But I feel like if I was in that position and, where, you know, it was either travel, you know, the country every week or tape an episode once a month or once every couple months and then go on, you know, I'd probably prefer that. I'd rather go a weekend, get it knocked out and be done because then also it gives me the option if I do want to do local shows, you know, I want to go up the road an hour or, you know, down, down to Knoxville or something, you know, two, two and a half hours away. I could still do that and, and, you know, I could still experience, I don't know, it, it would, it would depend. So let's get back to your historic wrestling career when you started in the wrestling school how long did it take you between you first start taking bumps in school to your very first bump in the ring i i got a shot somebody didn't show up for a fair show i was probably three four months in the business um i you know just just gotten bumps down decent you know hadn't really ran with anything else and somebody didn't show up and they're like hey we need you to go out there and just run your mouth and you're just you're just going to take a couple clotheslines and and i don't remember something else and um you know then that's it you know just die and i was like okay i can do that and they told me exactly what to say and and i'm I, i've always prided myself in just being off the cusp you know being able to just talk and go on you know and I went out there and it's like, you know, we, we do these fair shows. There's, there could be, there's one of two fairs you could be in. You could be in the center of the fair and there's like 500 people all packed around. Like half of them are like, I don't even know what wrestling is. And they're all, you know, packed in there. Or they stuck you in a back corner, like in a barn somewhere. And there's like 20 people. We had the 20 people situation. Like, like the best situation I could have possibly been in for like stage fright, right? And I get out there and I grab the microphone and I just uh, completely went blank. Just deer in headlights. 
yeah. But anyway, I ended up spitting something out and, and you know, took, I think it was two or three clotheslines, a hip toss and, oh, it was a bulldog. That's what it was. The last one was, the last was a bulldog and, and went home. And it, it was, it, but that, that little bit of interaction, it sold me from then on out. I don't know. You know, I don't get me wrong. I still get nervous, you know, for certain stuff, but like just after I got that out of the way, next the next chance i probably didn't wrestle again for it was probably another month they put me on a show and it was another little you know local like i think it was a fundraiser deal and they put me on that show but like i it felt so natural after that just being in the ring and obviously i had a lot more learning left to do and everything but just being in the ring and like acting and everything it was it getting that first initial thing out of the way made everything it was awesome yeah, I mean, first of all, I get nervous doing it before doing a podcast. I always do. But I think if you're nervous, that shows you care. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you're not nervous, you're you're not you're not in it mentally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And second of all, that was my point. Point. I don't know what my second point was, but anyways. So name a couple of the moves that you thought that you would never be able to do when you first started in school. When you started school. That you saw that and you was like, oh, I can't do that. Now it's like, watch this, boys and girls, and you do it like off the top rope. Um, see, I don't. I rarely go to the top rope, and and there's more psychology behind it than anything else. But I, I always the the hardest thing I had in my mind was landing on my face. The rest, of, like, I, it took me probably more than longer than it should to, to get the first, like, back bump down, you know, just flat on your back. Like, I was trying to catch myself and everything, and, you know, it was just awkward. But the first, the, the, the hardest part was landing on my face. So I've always, always, always had trouble with, like, splashes and, and stuff like that where I'm coming off the top. So psychology-wise, I'm a smaller dude. Everybody looks at me and goes, oh, he has to fly around the ring. So I purposely don't just, I'm, I've always been a bad guy, always a heel, always. And I love it. I love it. So the fact that I don't get up there and do all that stuff pisses people off even more <laughs> because they're like, oh, that little guy can fly. And I'm like, ah, no, like I'll get up to the top rope and get ready to do, you know, some crazy. And then I'll just hop back down and just start punching. Care, like, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, really like, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of something that I was like, no, there's no way. And then now I do it like, second nature um and trouble a long time with drop kicks like something as simple as a drop kick so much trouble mentally was not connecting in my head um legs would go up then you see on tv yeah legs would go up and the legs would want to come back down and catch me and you can't do that or else you break an ankle um i i do i do occasionally i'll get on the top rope and do stuff um i it's yeah, still, still not my strong suit, but I, I could. They're okay. No, I do. So I do. You've seen the Swagger Bomb, right? Yes. You know, what he or whatever the Hager Bomb, whatever he's calling it now. Well, I do a variation of that, which is um, I just I run up and instead of hitting the second buckle, I go all the way to the top buckle and then come out. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like it's it's just a quick Vader bomb from the top buckle. And um, that was something when I first started doing it, I was like, there's no way because the whole, you know, face into the mat thing. But now it is just such second nature to me. Like that is something I want to hit every move, every match. 
because nobody else does that. And I think it looks really neat and kind of sets me apart. So I do that. That's probably, that would be it. Jaden Fromm is the type of new one from the top rope. Now, do you hold on to something or do you just drop? Yeah, so I, I hold on to the top. You run, hold on to the top rope, and then I spring up and hit my, my feet outside my hands and then spring up and back. Oh, that's cool. Okay. It's, it's a neat move. I'll have to – I'll find a clip of it and, and tag you in it or something because it's, it's a neat little variation that not a lot of people do. Um, oh, shoot. There's a girl that just debuted on NXT – that um does something similar but she throws a little spin in it and it's it's neat i'm not gonna lie i thought about stealing it from her because it, it's definitely a little flashier than what i do but it um that's about the close the closest you can think of is like a swagger bomb but just hit the top rope instead of the second that's such a cool move that's it's, exactly it's, it's it's had to get, hold the top rope into but man you must be really flexible I, yeah, yeah. And, and for somebody that can, that can, you know, bend my body like that, I still can't moonsault. So. So since you've seen like, you know, WWE's product on TV and of course you wrestled in live and independent wrestling, would you agree or disagree saying that there's nothing like going to a wrestling show because the WWE, not any fault is theirs because they're trying to make money. Kind of like shows the friendlier side of the camera angles and everything, but you have to go to an event to really appreciate the sport. Would you absolutely? I I have always said that the best wrestling is it's 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 an event. It's a show. You know, there's there's the there's the angles and there's the wrestling, but it is the atmosphere of being there that really sets it apart. You know, you've got the, the, the speakers, you've got the lights, you've got everything, the environment that you're in that makes it a show. And that goes from any level, you know, that goes from the small indie promotions all the way up to WWE. I mean, you can, I, there is the company that I just worked for um, in Evansville that I was saying, I, I wrestled in front of, you know, 500, you know, they, they run a really good show. Don't get me wrong. But nine-tenths of why they do as well as they do is their production. They have the big backdrops on the scaffolding for, you know, to make a big, big stage. They've got the lights. They've got the sound. It's, it's loud. It's, it's there. You, know, you can feel the energy in the room when somebody's music hits. And that, that's what I love. That's what I love about professional wrestling. And I know if, if I was, you know, if, I, if the roles were reversed and I was sitting in the crowd, I would be like, I want to come back to this. This was cool. So I, I think, you know, from and, and, and from a wrestling perspective, like when I, I get excited when I see this, you know, I see the production and I see the, you know, it, it makes me want to perform. Not, not better. I mean, I always, I always go out there trying to, you know, do the best I can. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it just gives you that little, like, lift. So I, I, yeah, absolutely. You've got, I mean, WWE, you can watch it every week. You can not watch it every week, but going to a show is just, it's a different experience altogether. When you mentioned about the lights and the atmosphere and electricity, do you believe that there's sometimes there's such thing as too much electricity, too much? Like WWE these days has these, like the Titan Tron's like huge and they have the special effects wrestlers come out. Like that's all computerized. I, do you feel like something like that is just too much? 
from a business perspective, absolutely not. Um, you know, I, I, I love this side of wrestling, you know, the business side, I, I run a company, you know, I, I see you want to grab attention. You want to, you know, the, yes, you could argue that maybe some things are a little bit overkill, but with all this high tech stuff with everything WWE is doing, they're, they're selling, they're selling to the, the new audience, you know, they're selling to people that they, they want to draw in more viewers. When you're flipping that TV screen and you see all the lights and colors that immediately draws your attention. You're there, you're locked in. Then there, there's so much. And then I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm not going to get into whether I think WWE has a good product or bad product wrestling wise, but you know, that's what their focus is. Their focus is not on the wrestling. Their focus is drawing in those viewers. They want that mainstream audience because that's where they make their money. What do you think professional wrestling needs to stop doing and need to start doing to get more people to watch? This is not WWE. This is like in general, professional. In general? All right. So I don't know how much you know about like the, I'm going to call this Southern wrestling, Um, but you know, Kentucky, Tennessee, this area, this is, you know, the, the Bible belt of wrestling. This is, you know, the Memphis style, Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, you know, um, this, that's how I was trained. Very, very old school style. And then I mix new stuff in there. You know, I wouldn't call myself old school, but I enjoy, and, and I'm not knocking it because there are people that enjoy all different kinds of wrestling. I enjoy the old school storytelling wrestling. You know, the story is told out in the match as it goes along and, and you can add, you can add the high flying theatrics in there, but I see personally, I'm not a crazy super indie guy. You know, I, if, if, if the young bucks are having a match, I'm probably going to watch it. But while I'm going to be like, wow, they're really good at what they do. It's probably not my favorite match on the card. Yeah. And that's just my personal, you know, that's what I like to see in wrestling. But but wrestling, wrestling's a buffet. I mean, what I like is not what you like, was not what anybody else that's listening likes, you know? Some people like deathmatch wrestling. Some people like the indie wrestling. Some people like WWE. And I'm not going to knock any of that because everybody's got their niche. Everybody's got what they like, what they want. And at the end of the day, I mean, if you're if you're so one-sided, that's why I don't like when when people get online and stuff and they're like, oh, you know, WWE has such an awful product, or AEW has such an awful product, or Impact, or any of those. Everybody is going to an audience. And yes, sometimes the matches aren't great. Sometimes this could be better and this could be worse, but everything is geared toward a different audience. That's just like, you know, just north of here, like Indiana and Ohio and places like that. Death matches are huge up there. I mean, they have every five minutes, there's a death match wrestling promotion. And, but you'll never see, you know, me. I, okay, never. I never say never, but I'm not the kind of guy that's out there looking to go, you know, hit somebody with a light tube. But, there's a lot of money to be made in that from a business perspective. There are a lot of people fan from a fan perspective. There's a lot of people that would love to drive up there and watch that. And that's that, you know, that it is what it is. I would think that would be, that would be kind of like, like if I see you and I got a fair event, you know, you'll be doing pictures afterwards and everything, or maybe you'll smack someone afterwards, but you know, you'd be there. Your parents would be there. 
Deathmatch yeah. guys have to get beaten up with a barbed wire and light bulbs. How outgoing are you after? <laughs> I, it depends on where you're at, really. I mean, you know, like it, that could uh, make you serious money. You know, you walk out there and start, you know, selling pictures of people for 20 bucks. I mean, everybody wants to go take a picture of the bloody guy, you know? point i mean and that's what i i think you know everybody looks at you know the people that i'm trying to figure out how to word this because i don't want it to come across like i don't like deathmatch wrestlers i i i don't want this to be you know tomorrow's headline and be like oh yeah adrian alexander hates deathmatch wrestlers that's not what i'm it's not at all what i'm getting at you know, it's not gonna be like that don't get put down twitter tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like it, it that's the draw to it you know is it, and and that's what people like i think and are so drawn to it is is the gore and the blood and everything which you don't see normally from standard wrestling. Like, yeah, I mean, we get busted open all the time, but that's not, you know, that doesn't have every match in deathmatch wrestling is going to have blood. You know, you're not going to hit somebody with a light tube or barbed wire and not draw blood. Yeah. And so some, uh, I had a guest on recently that said people, the, the war of deathmatches, it's like Roman's Coliseum times. You know, you want to see the blood, you want to see the gore, you yeah. want to like, finish them. And I was like, that does, yeah, you're right, has same appeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, again, not knocking anybody that enjoys that because that's, that, that's all part, that's what makes wrestling wrestling, you know? If everything was one style, it would get stale so quickly, you know? You, you have, even, even on WWE TV, you know, you still got, you've got different styles of wrestling. You know, you've got the powerhouses, you've got the lucha style. You've got, you know, everything, the old school style. You've got all of these different things that make the product what it is. And and without that, you know, you, you're, you're going to go stale. Not everybody can do everything. That's why I don't fly very often. Speaking about that, they say that everywhere you hear that self-care is more important, the more and more important these days. After like a grueling event, how do you take care of yourself? uh probably not as well as i should um a whole lot a whole lot of tiger bomb or um or uh oh shoot um i just playing a bio freeze um occasionally a bath if um if (laughs) if it's been that bad I'm, i'm wanting to get a hot tub i think a hot tub will be the next purchase but um it's it's usually I, I don't I don't do too many Sunday shows because Sunday is usually my day for recoup. Uh, you know, I, I sit back and don't I do little as possible on Sunday. Way to be. I'm the same way. It's the way to be. Watch all football, <laughs> relax, you know. Shoot the shit. So um mentally, what do you get your like your like your strength from it's like is there what inspires you to go week after week beating your body up like that a couple weeks ago i worked a show in knoxville and um the there was a kid in the front row that um it was his first time ever coming to a wrestling show and um the um the the owner of the company you know let me know hey you know this kid's sitting you know such and such right 
So we're in this match, right? We're brawling around, bam, bam, bam. We're outside the ring. We're brawling. He hits me against the post and he grabs, he locks my arms behind me, like right in front of this kid. And he looks at the kid. He's like, chop him, chop him. And the kid, I mean, this kid's like six, seven. And he rears back and he just smacks right across the chest, you know? And just the look, I've watched that little clip back so many times, just watching the look on his face. That, that is what does it for me. You know, the, the, whether it's, you know, like I said, I'm always the bad guy. So, you know, I don't get to, I don't get those people that often that are like, you know, oh, you know, I love what you do and all the rest of that. You know, I usually get the people that are like, ah, oh, fuck you, you know, but, um, but seeing that reaction and seeing the people like, you know, it, it takes two people to tango, you know, it takes me being the bad guy for the good guy to be over so much, you know? And so seeing how the crowd reacts to them when they get the win or when they do something or whatever, that that's what does it for me. Because, you know, if it wasn't for the fans, if it wasn't, I, I hated doing the studio type wrestling. We didn't have any fans because it felt so disconnected. You know, you were just you were you were just getting you were you were getting bruised and battered just for nothing. It felt like for nothing, you know. I love the audience, the atmosphere, hearing the crowd, because that's, that's what does it. That's what makes it all worth it. You know, the long weekends away from the family, the, you know, the, the training, everything that goes into being a wrestler makes it all worth it. Whenever you had that little kid in the front row that just made his night because he just got to smack me across the chest. Well, not for all for nothing, but not to say like being in a studio without a crowd was just like, it, no, it, yeah, it wasn't all for nothing. I, I I shouldn't have said it like that. But you know, you have someone, you have someone like me who would be like, like really, really like, all right, you cannot, have, you don't have a crowd to flash the cameras to. So now it's time to like really look at them, like their work ethic, the style, see if I can find mm-hmm. little tricks to trade and stuff like that. So I was studying guys like you when during the whole. Well, so I, guys like me, you know. Yeah, and and, and I, I shouldn't have worded it like that. Was a poor, poor use of words, but um, it just I don't know. What I talked to, what preferred the crowd, the electricity. No one liked the empty arenas. <laughs> it's it's a different from you know, I especially the way I was trained. You know, it was always you feed off the crowd. You don't you don't just go through the moves to do the moves. It's you, you feel what the crowd feels and you work into that. You work into the next move. You know, everything is calculated. It's not just we do this, 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 this. And so I think that threw me off so much because, yes, well, I can do all the moves and, you know, do it. It just felt it felt empty. It felt like there was nothing, nothing behind it. And you, that's just that's just me. But I know there was a lot, and, and I enjoyed, there were several empty arena matches that NXT put on that, um, that AEW put on, you know, stuff like that. I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff that they did. But as a performer, that's kind of how I felt about it. Yeah, I can see your point. So you mentioned several times before about how you've always been a bad guy. If you had two promotions, same amount of money, once a deathmatch contract, and once you guys come on a promotion and beat a face, which one do you take? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. It is so second nature to me 
to go out there and talk trash that I think it would, I have, I I've worked two different matches as a face and I hated both times because I caught myself, you know, my mannerisms, you know, even my moveset, everything I do is so based around, you know, like I do something, I turn around and talk shit. I do something else. I turn around and talk shit. And it was so hot. I, I would have to go deathmatch. It's so much fun talking shit, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's, it's a blast. I love it. And that's what I love so much about, you know, about being, uh Oh, up oh, there you are. I lost you for a second, but, um, you know, it's just, which, you know, I was trained that way. I grew, I, I got brought in that way. I'm sure if I started out being a baby face that I would probably, I would probably feel differently about it, but. So five years from now, what do you see your career? I would love, absolutely love to go do a dark match, go, go do an appearance NWA, go do, you know, an impact tryout, but the Indies are what I love. You know, now I, I'm, if, if somebody, if, you know, if Vince McMahon walked up to me next week and was like, kid, here's the WWE contract show up next week. I'm not saying I wouldn't think about it, but the the indies right here is is what i love most about wrestling and so you know hopefully we expand we grow we you know we travel more you know some wrestlemania weekends some stuff like that you know being able to to do what i do and what i love but i i definitely do not see myself outside of this circle right here you know we're growing we're you know obviously i want to grow my name I want to, you know, build myself up, you know, um, you know, be a better wrestler. You know, my moves look sharper, look crisper. Everything expands and grows. But I don't see myself in five years being anywhere else but on the indies, you know, just doing what I'm doing right now. You know, like like I said, I'd love to travel. I'd love to branch out a little more, do, do some other fun stuff, you know, go do a dark, go do this, go do that. But as far as, you know, everybody's like, is your end goal WWE, you know? And it's not, not really. This, this is, this right here, this level, and, and three, three, five years ago, if you'd asked me the same question, it would have been totally different. But I have fallen in love so much with the indies and how they operate that I just, I absolutely love this right here. Would you ever think about doing Ohio Valley Wrestling? Absolutely. I, um, I actually, actually am in the process of um I, I talked to somebody the other day about getting in contact with him um good buddy of mine just just debuted up there that i i trained with um he just went up there and had an awesome time and i talked to him about it and he just he loved his time there and loved everybody. i know a lot of the people that that work for ovw you know so i i think it'd be great to to work there it would be some more tv um which i you know i've i've done tv hit or miss but um i think i i would love to work just for nothing else other than the fact that ovw has all the the prestige that it has you know being when it used to be the developmental for wwe and everything there's so many people that have come in and out of ovw whether when it was under wwe or even you know outside of that there's been so many people that have come in and out of that place that are just amazing wrestlers and there's people right now that are there that are just absolutely amazing wrestlers and i i think 
I would benefit from it. I would love to, to be a part of something like that. So yeah, absolutely. And, and hopefully that will be, you know, that, that'll be something very soon that, that will be reality. Because I interviewed Doug Basham, the head trainer there, and he said this during the episode. So you can hear him say himself, I'm not making this shit up, saying that they're always looking for people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, I, I know several, several, several people that have had tryout matches for him in the past year. And um, they're always, they're always giving opportunities to people. Um, yeah, they, um, Carson Drake is, is the name of that guy that just, he just went up there and had a match with them and, um, he absolutely loved it, which he is, I just, he's going to go places. He, um, it's definitely somebody you ought to, if you haven't already look him up and get him on your podcast, he will be an awesome time. Um, he is, he's straight from Long Beach, um, California he is the loud mouth, arrogant. He is just awesome. He oh, is Carson yeah. Drake 1,000% of the time. I was like, he'll be perfect for the show then. Great. <laughs> <laughs> he, will, he, he will keep you entertained the whole time. He, he has an awesome character. He, he carries a megaphone with him everywhere. Um, and he, he just screams and yells on that megaphone constantly. Um, and, and just... He's just obnoxiously odd. He is he is a very like MJF level, just obnoxious human being. I know who you're talking about because I saw a heel wrestler with a megaphone recently. A young young guy, like yeah, blonde, blonde, yeah, yeah. That's that's probably him. So you know, so I saw that and I was just like, what an asshole. I like him. Oh, it, it is great. <laughs> so listen. It all started. It all started. And he can tell you the story better than I can. I wasn't there that night that it happened, but somebody had a megaphone in the crowd, right? And they're being really annoying. And he just walked out there and stole it from them and started just screaming through it. And he ended up, for whatever reason, I, I'm, I'm assuming they just told him to keep it or whatever, but like he just ended up walking out with it. And he's like, this is awesome. I just get to scream at people. And then that morphed into him buying this, like, my, like it was like a little tiny megaphone. And he's bought this like monster megaphone with a flashing light on the front of it. Like it is so just obnoxiously awesome. And he did, he does such a good job. He is really, I mean, he's got the build, he's got the attitude. He's got the movie. He was an amateur wrestler in high school. Like he's, he's got everything that, you know, any wrestling promotion could possibly want in one person. So I'm really excited for him. I'm glad, you know, his OVW stuff went really well and he's supposed to be back up there really soon. So I, I, he is, he's one of those people that it, if you ask me like, you know, who do you know that like you need to watch for the next five years and see where they go? It would absolutely definitely be Carson Drake. I'm definitely look him up. Thank you for letting me know about that. Yeah, no problem. He he'll be he'll be a good time. So, what events do you have coming up that's in the works? Okay, so um, we've got the next two months just completely packed out. Um, this weekend, I'll be in Frankfurt at Kentucky Elite Pro Wrestling, and then Sunday, I'll be at Grindhouse in Jeffersonville. Uh, which Grindhouse has? I mean, they they've got some awesome talent that have come out of there. It's a big training school. Um, I know, I don't know if you're familiar with Billy Starks. Part of them. She, um, she came out of, she came out of Grindhouse. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else that's come out of Grindhouse. What? She was in NXT, wasn't she? No, Billy, no. She's, she's been going, she's been doing GCW. Um, 
Uh, a bunch of indie stuff. She's she's younger. She'll get in the I'd be surprised in the next couple of years if she doesn't get signed. But I don't think I think she is if, if she's not 18 yet, she's just now turning 18. So I, I would say in the next couple of years, somebody somebody's gonna pick her up because she's awesome talent. But anyway, that a lot of great talent has come out of and I, and I hate it. I feel like people are gonna kill me. I'm gonna get a message and be like, why don't you mention my name? But there's gonna be there's there's a lot of awesome people that have come out of Grindhouse. Some great guys that are they're in there right now. They're training. Um, I'm working with. Um, I'm I'm in a faction with um, Oliver Gunner um, in and and Ben Sheeran is our manager up there at Grindhouse, and I'm just having an absolute blast up there. Um, those guys are great. I um, you know the people we've been working with have been just just fun fun people to work with, and it's the they run out of this little tiny building that doesn't see a lot of people but it's got so much history iwa mid-south used to run out of there um dad so many different wrestling promotions that come through the area run out of it and it's it's just a neat neat venue um and i i love working there i'll be um i'll be working for tcw and ucw uswf kind of a big super show on the fifth in monticello um <clears throat> Then the 11th, I'm working for TCW independently. Um, I'll actually be working with Crash Jackson on that show, which he's, um, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. He's hes out of like the Dayton area. He, he does a lot of stuff with, um, oh, wow, I just drew a blank. Um, does some stuff like Flophouse Wrestling. He's done some some impact stuff. So, and he's, he's a good, good friend of mine. I've known him for a while. So getting to work with him will be, will be a lot of fun. It's the first time I've ever, you know, wrestled with him. And, um, I mean, it's just, it, it's a lot. I, I work a little bit. I, I work the majority of all these places to say RWA out of Maryville. They're Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I, I work with them about every month. And I'm kind of doing a little, little circuit, you know, just kind of hitting up these places. And then during the summer, we'll, we'll start branching out more, start hitting, hitting other places a little farther out and then the fairs will come up too. And the fairs are always fun. I, I love doing fair shows. Um, so it'll, it, it's, we're, we're, we're packed. It's a lot, a lot of, we're, we're making a circle through TCW, KEPW, uh, USWF, TCW, RWA, all these, all these little places. And, you know, we're just circling, um, Tennessee, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, the little area. And where can people find you on social media to see how you're doing in those events? The best place to find me is Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm really bad at updating my other social medias. Um, I'm, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I shoot um, Adrian Alexander. If you look me up, I'm pretty sure it's Adrian Alexander wrestler or something to that effect on the, on the, the handle. And Twitter, I, I never get on Twitter. I need to get on Twitter more. But um, Facebook is always the place I update all of my all of my show, my upcoming dates, and everything. If if I don't accept a friend request, you can always hit the follow button. But I most most friend requests I accept because that's that's how everybody you know keeps up with keeps up with what's going on. And hopefully, hopefully in the future we'll start doing Twitter because apparently I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to be on the Twitter. You say all that. Meanwhile, you haven't accepted my friend request yet. Have I not? not really? <laughs> it says I requested. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I, when we get off here, I'll go accept your friend request then. This <laughs> is funny. That's all. <laughs> oh, I swear I thought I had. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Good luck Thanks to you. Thanks for having me. If, if OVW, if you strike gold of OVW, let me know. I, I'm not talking about <laughs> the finish gold, but I'm talking about like you get, they have you on your roster. Let me know. We'll get you back on. I, I will been, let you know. They have been awesome with the show. I've had like a dozen wrestlers from there come on. They, there are there's some great guys there. Absolutely. Like guys and girls. Great, great wrestlers. And I've noticed a couple of them do get an AEW uh, dark shot. Haley J oh. was the latest one. Yeah. Oh, I almost got beat up by her one night. It was a good night. It was yeah, wild. So, and she returned, turned down my podcast request, though. So I'm anyway. Oh, well. She said she was busy. So, okay, I can understand. That's fair. That's fair. She's very busy. Her, her and her mom travel a lot of places. And also, I didn't know she had the AEW shot until like our requested and said, hey, thank you very much for being back to me. One of the things I always say, yes or no. And I was like, oh, no, no wonder you're busy. You'll be on AEW. <laughs> An AEW event I could have gone to because it was in Bridgeport, Connecticut. But just with oh. the COVID thing going on and everything, I was like, I'm not going to do that shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I almost went down to Nashville and watched their show a couple weeks ago and just timing and, you know, didn't work out. Yeah, summertime, though, I'm going to catch a bunch of shows. And when you hit yeah. the New England area, let me know. All right. I, I want to get up there. I definitely want to hit up, uh, the, especially the New Jersey area. There's a, a lot of great wrestling in there. And I, I'd love to, I'd love to just kind of make a, an East coast swing and just go up. Um, I it's, that's somewhere the bucket list. I'll definitely, definitely be doing that in the near, near future. Around the Portland main area, there's an organization that's really going up. It was number eight in that list. I told you. Okay. Limitless wrestling. I'll, I'll have to look it up. Look have, it up. Shoot, me, shoot me their name again, because I'm sure by the time by the time I get off here, I'll completely forgotten what you said. So, no, shoot, me, shoot, me that, shoot me that name, and we'll um, I definitely, definitely here in the near future, I hope to get up in that area, and um, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a message, and we'll, we'll have to do like a, a face-to-face podcast again. Especially in the main area. I'm originally from the main area, so I have friends I can always crash at, so that's the- absolutely absolutely well thank you for having me thank you for your time stay safe we'll do we'll do y'all y'all be careful um with all the snow oh thank you i'm looking forward to it really uh, <laughs> Sunday tomorrow well you take care of yourself thank you very much goodbye